So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, lords and ladies, priests, pedophiles, the gays, the straights, the birds, the dogs, the cats, the everything in between, and the late queen. It is season two, episode something, of the world-famous, most inconsistent, highly rated, gluten-free, so I married an alcoholic podcast. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. Let us thank the sponsors, darling. Our studio sponsor is Marlane Graphics, marlanegraphics.com for all of your printing needs. And our show sponsor, Realtor and a Baby, realtorandababy.com for all of your real estate needs. How are you, my love? I'm good. I'm tired. I am tired as well. It was a long weekend. A good weekend. It was a long weekend. It was an excellent weekend. We had Auntie Gay P and his house of double penetration, as well as a couple of very erotic stories about truckers and blowjobs. Yes. Which I'm pretty sure he doesn't want us to talk about, but oh well. I'm positive, so maybe you should edit that out. Nah. Okay. I think it's okay because he didn't actually finish the trucker. I have no comment on any of this. Okay, that's fine. How's your hair? My hair's great tonight. Nice and clean? Yes. I like it. Don't come anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> Was that C-U-M or C-O-M-E? <laughs> oh. Okay. okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. I am feeling, I don't know, I feel good. I feel very grateful lately. Do you? I do. Okay. You want to tell us about it? No. Okay. Because then that means I have to get in touch with like my feelings and all that good shit. Anywho, super, super grateful. Matthew Perry just released his uh, book. Yes. Uh, and unfortunately for the rest of you, the title escapes me, but it's something, you know, sex lies and the big ugly thing. And the big ugly thing happened to be his struggles with addiction. Yes. And he goes into some horrific detail, if you will, about his struggles, some of which were very public, apparently. But I'm not going to lie. I didn't really know he was that much of a train wreck. Oh, I did. So I'm like a huge friends lover. Like, I remember last year, me and Rachel and Suzanne, we went. Rachel, Suzanne, and I. Okay, whatever. Fuck you. Still we feeling went, grateful. See, we went to go to the Friends Experience in D.C. Like, we're avid watchers. Yeah, and you left me with your fucking rugrats. Are you still feeling grateful? Of course I am. All right, let's move on. So anyway, um, I had known some of it, but you know what, too? Like, when Friends was really popular, like, the internet wasn't. You know what I mean? So I feel like I would read that stuff in, like, Star Magazine and... Us Weekly. Like it wasn't, you didn't have that information like thrown in your face 24 seven anymore. No, definitely not. And I think that's one of the interesting things. Like he talks about like, you know, they talk about anonymity and this and that. And he actually is a huge AA guy, talks about AA, um, but says like, I have this platform. I'm like an A-list celebrity, you know, 
I should talk about this, talk about how awful it is, but how the success that you can have, because he is now sober. He certainly is. Um, so we down, I downloaded the book on Audible, and I made the mistake to tell Chris about it. And I started the book when it first came out on the first. When it first came out, and I was like doing some stuff around the house, and I was listening to it. And then I went to tune back in on Friday, and I was like, this isn't the chapter I'm on. And when I clicked on it, it said, picking up where you left off on another device. That's right. So now I have to wait till Chris completes it so I can jump back in where I was. And much like your hair, darling, I have completed it. This is what happens when you're cheap and we share an Audible. It's actually me that's cheap. Chris would get everyone here an Audible. All the listeners all get an Audible. You get an Audible. You get an Audible. But yeah. I don't feel that way. Let's throw some Wagyu in with that <laughs> as well. I will just wait my turn. I feel like I have the precious gift, and you say this all the time, of getting the miracle. And again, that is for... Right now, this very moment, I have that miracle. I want everybody else to get it. No, and I agree. By that miracle, I mean, you know, $300 stakes. Or sobriety, whatever you want to celebrate, I guess. Oh, is that what you meant? Yeah. Uh, I got it all fucked up. No, but it's true. I mean, I say that all the time because when you're in addiction, like I literally want to shout from the rooftops like, I swear it's possible because I didn't believe it when I was in the middle of it. You know no, what I mean? Same. So like, you know, and I consider myself like a semi-normal like person. Like I, mm. I feel like, you know, people will be like, oh, no, I do want to live like her. I feel like a lot of people don't go to Sunday dinner at their parents' house with their husband's dead babies in their hair. Oh, my God. I mean, that's not like normal per se. And again, I am certainly not the definition of normal. Just You're far from. I don't, don't even feel like that's normal. Okay. So recovery. On. Yeah. Matthew Perry's book. It's a great read. It is. Do you recommend? Chris and I love listening to a good book like that. I do. Uh, we liked Matthew McConaughey's book, or I guess just I did because his voice is so sexy. Um, who was the other one we really liked that we didn't think we would? Ooh. Mm. Russell Brandt. Was it? Yes, you loved that book. So I actually like Russell Brand just because he is obnoxious and in your face. And yeah. again, he has a massive platform and uses it for the right reasons. And for me, the right reasons are to talk about how much of a mess you were and how you can live this great life. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I, I think there it's kind of like... <laughs> Sort of like this podcast, right? There's a lot of things that come out of my mouth. But I am, I mean, I don't want to say a shining example of what is possible <laughs> via recovery. Uh, but I could tell you that none of, of what happens on a daily basis would be possible without recovery. And that's honestly, like, that's why I'm feeling so grateful recently. No, I agree. What else are you grateful for, honey? I am just, I'm grateful because I do live just this amazing life and I have an amazing wife who also, you know, frankly took, you know, a whole wrecked marriage to get here to me, which is just fantastic. Okay. But I don't know. I think a lot of it had to do with that listening to Matthew Perry's book and knowing that, you know, regardless of his his fame and quite literally his fortune. I think at one point in time he was making a million dollars a week via 
I know. the Friends franchise, Amazing, if you will. Honestly, I, I mean, the guy had quite literally everything going for him, and if you listen to him, he's very open and honest about his insecurities. Absolutely. I mean, that's a theme throughout the entire book. Yeah. I mean, he talks about it from like birth, you know, being insecure. You know what I mean? Like from infancy, like he spent his life insecure and still at the top of his game with an audience, the world watching with people loving him, making a million dollars an episode. He still had so many insecurities. And that just rings through, I think. To most addicts and alcoholics. Absolutely. And it made me, I, I don't know if this is how it's supposed to come across, but it made me feel, I don't know, again, grateful that here's this guy that had quite literally every box you could possibly check the fame, the fortune, the looks, uh, the good fortune, the everything. And he's just like fucking me. I know, it's so true. And the only thing or the only reason that he's not the way he was is because he embraced this new life and he did the work. Yeah, through AA. He's a big AA guy. I think he said he's gone to over 6,000 meetings. And yes, and also what really stuck out in my head is has spent millions of dollars on rehabs and... You know, the the hypnotherapists and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, he's just a run-of-the-mill degenerate like you and I. Yeah, it's so true. You know? Oh, I forget. The number was startling how many times he's been in detox, like 60 or something. I think it was. It was like 60-something. Yeah, he makes you look like a real, like, chum, huh? I'm, I'm a pro. Yeah, you, you had eight, though. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing compared to 60. Yeah, it just makes me better than him. <laughs> Speaking it of only took gratitude, you eight times. <laughs> speaking of gratitude, I'm also grateful that this program has brought me you. Oh. And it's brought me this family and this roof over my head. And my dearest friend, even though he blows truckers, uh, Auntie Gay P. I know. We had such a good weekend. We really are like a little family unit. Which is a little interesting. Uh, who cares? But I love him. I do, too. I love it. I love our life. Again, none of it possible without this program. No, definitely not. And it took a lot of hard work to get here. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't just, like, get 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 it given to you. Like, you know, the, you're, you're given this program, but you got to work it. Yeah, no, it's available for anybody. Yeah. But you, you have to put in the work, you it's know? It's certainly not easy. That's for damn sure. No, it's not. And even still to this day, like, I struggle with alcoholic things without picking up a, a drop of alcohol or a speck of a drug. Yeah. You know? I know. You just bought Frankie a new iPad. Well. Hers is dying. So it here's was a the thing, right? Thing. Like, yes, it is another expense, and we all know how I love an expense. Mm-hmm. However, if I had to pay $2,000 to listen to two hours less whining every year, done. Yeah, it's worth it. A thousand dollars an hour, and that ask iPad, Matthew Perry how much he paid his therapist. And we never really paid for that iPad. It was Max. <laughs> no, your first husband did. <laughs> it was Max. That iPad. It's literally like ten years old. It's lit- It it's it doesn't owe anyone a penny. I wonder if the forehead will pay for my country club membership. I don't think so. No. Nope. Tell him it's for the kids. It is. I mean, the kids love it, but yeah, I don't. That no, it's not going to happen. No. No. All right. 
other things I'm grateful for, I would never have, and again, I know this is going to be crazy, the patience, the stamina to be in the career that I'm in, not the garbage, the real estate, if it were not for this program. You know, in real estate, I listen to probably a several hundred people say, no, fuck you, before I get a yes. Very true. Oh, my God. That's got to hurt your ego. It's crushing. Yeah. I've I... also learned that it's a part of the game and it's a numbers game. I, I kind of equate it to being at the bar. Uh-huh. You know, 100 girls. It only takes one yes. True. Right? Yeah. So it's it, like the same sense? thing. Yep. Can you relate? Oh, honey, I wouldn't need a hundred. No, I was such a catch. But you had a hundred, <laughs> didn't you? I don't remember. That's why you're okay with the semen in your hair. <laughs> it's clearly not the first time that's happened. Oh my god! I know. I know. What else are we grateful for? I don't know. It's been a crazy couple weeks. It has, thus the lack of an episode. So I had the colonoscopy finally. Oh, let's say I'm going to be honest with you. This is another reason why I'm grateful. What part? Go ahead. We'll Uh, get there. All right. So I had a colonoscopy on Wednesday. I had like long standing GI issues. I had like something removed from my asshole when I was pregnant with Frankie. And then my mom got colon cancer. So like it was time. It was overdue. I was supposed to get it after, you know, the baby was born and then they pandemic and they canceled all colonoscopies, whatever. It's all excuses. I did not get it done. So I finally had it scheduled and uh, the prep. Now, you know, I worked as a nurse for a million years, right? So, like, I've done preps with people overnight, and you hear everyone, the prep is horrible, the prep's horrible. It's true. The prep is horrible. The prep was horrible if you're an innocent bystander. By the time, now, and I was the last case on Wednesday. So, like, that's the 3 p.m., so I had been nothing by mouth. Like I had to drink the Miralax <laughs> drinks starting <laughs> on Monday. So I had one Monday. I had one Tuesday. I had one Wednesday. 32 ounces with these bottle. Like it was a, a one of the normal size bottles and a half a bottle of Miralax over these three days. Wednesday morning, I drove the kids to school and I came home and laid on the couch. I could not even get up. I had to wait to shower until Chris got home because I was afraid I was going to fall down. And I did not want to be found by the ambulance drivers naked in my shower at this stage in the game. No, it's shitty diarrhea shit running down your leg. No, it was awful. It was awful. But anyway, I made it through. I got there. The test itself is like a nothing, right? You have the best nap of your life. I kind of get why Michael Jackson was into it. I, you know, the results, you know, are pending. They sent out a lot of biopsies, um, but they did remove quite a few uh, polyps, one being rather large. Um, There was also some issues in my stomach, some gastritis, a hernia. I don't know. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on there. But um, I'm actually not that worried. I I don't know. Uh, Maybe I should be. But I, I'm more I'm more kind of grateful. I'm grateful because I'm so glad that I got it done now and not 10 years from now when it absolutely would have been cancer. Yeah. You know, they'll just watch me close to me. Like they already said, I'm back in minimum three years and I'll be like every three years probably. 
Sure. So, you know, I, you know, I have that prep every three years, but I, I don't know. I feel lucky that I, someone's looking out for me, I guess. Yeah, I get that. So where are you at with the grateful on that? Um, I, maybe not grateful. I, I'm definitely fucked up over it. I know you are. I feel bad about that. No, no it's okay. I mean, I don't feel bad. I mean, like, it, it's I'm the one with the stuff removed, bro. Like, yeah, get no, over yourself. I, I don't know why you would feel bad, but <laughs> here's the thing. I have taught Frankie to say stepmom. Mm-hmm. So anytime we go to Target, we've also started to spend a lot of time at the Lululemon store. Well, as well as Victoria's Secret, and she just walks around, you know, looking at random, uh, very attractive women going, stepmom. That's cute. Isn't it? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is going to come back to bite me in the ass at some point in time. I'll be listening to this on my way home from your funeral. But anywho, I am fucked up over it because, again, I'm an alcoholic. It's Meg's asshole. I'm going to make it all about me anyways, <laughs> regardless of the situation or what's happening. But I know that there is obviously a family history of, you know, colon cancer. Your mom having just gone through it. So obviously it's a very fresh memory. And I feel like I, don't, I was talking to Auntie Gay P about this. I was like, it's only a matter of time before the other shoe drops. Right. Mm. Like, that's how I feel. That's how. And again, regardless of all of the other trash that comes out of my mouth on this podcast, like, we really do have this amazing life, and I am absolutely, madly, deeply in love with you. And I do. I just feel like, you know, go figure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, in true, like, Megan and Chris fashion, so it started, actually, the week before I had to get an ultrasound because, I, you know, I have this really bad stomach pain, and they were looking for my gallbladder, but instead they found like a lesion on my pancreas, which is probably a cyst. It's not that big of a deal. I have to have an MRI, whatever, coming up. But, you know, you read that and it kind of like chokes you a little bit, like kind of gets you, you know. So we started the jokes then about the dying because that's how we cope, right? Like we make inappropriate jokes without question over and over and over again mm -hmm. so the past two weeks then we got the colonoscopy results back and they're like rattling off all this stuff that was on there and you know it, and I mean you know he didn't give me a death sentence or anything but he's like basically like do you already have the MRI scheduled when is your follow-up you know all that kind of stuff sure and um you know so then we just accelerated the jokes yeah, like I'm taking a shit the other night and I'm sending pictures. Uh, Auntie Gay P, myself, and Megan are in a group chat together. We call it the Bussy Squad because that's basically what gay men call their assholes, bussies. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sending pictures of leopard print caskets. Which is absolutely what I would want. And then I'm like, well, we don't have the money to bury you, so... Let's move to urns. Yeah, so here's a leopard print urn. And so on and on and on. But the more jokes Which is we like make. fucked up and wildly inappropriate. Because <laughs> if this fucking takes a wrong turn, I'm going to be like, holy fuck. Like, I spent so much time, you know, Googling leopard print caskets. Well, I should have been like, I love you, honey. 
Let's up the life insurance. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I do this in my life all the time. Like the more uncomfortable I get with something, the more jokes I tell. Do you think that's an alcoholic addict thing? I don't know. I, I mean, I do find our people to be quite funny. So I, I don't know if that's just always been a coping mechanism or if it's like we're such fucked up, like insecure people that we always chose to be the funny one. Well, Matthew Perry will tell you, you know, his insecurities came out as jokes. Absolutely. Right. So like that's exactly what it is. Humor is a defense mechanism. So it's funny because we're both sitting here telling these jokes back and forth, shitting on each other, literally, you know, what Megan has to shit in a bag before she dies, all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But in reality, I know that Chris is really fucked up about it. Like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, are our affairs in order? Yeah, and so I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I know he's, like, totally spiraling. So I'm going to take the one for the team right now and be in the place of ignoring for now. How's that sound? That's where I'm at. I'm hmm. actually, I'm going with, which is a huge step for me. I, to me, I have nothing to worry about until I get to that doctor's appointment and they give me something to worry about. At this moment in time, I'm okay. Sure. I cannot worry about it. I don't I don't have the time, the energy or the like mental stability. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. To spiral about it for the next two weeks. Like and I know Chris is like as and the more jokes we tell, like the more I know he's in a bad place. And it's funny because up until this moment, we have not mentioned that at all. It has been all fun and games. It has been. We've actually never talked about that. It, uh, obviously, apropos, we, you know, we talk about our lives on a very public forum. Maybe maybe we should have saved this conversation for a private channel, if you will. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, my life's an open book. It's out there now. What do you got? So, I, mean, I don't know. Is, is it appropriate that it is renting that much space in my head? Or is that, I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the Nest Cam because the, the child and the dog are upstairs by themselves watching each other. But that's okay. No judgment, please. Moving on. Yep. I mean, is it appropriate that that's how we deal with that? Should we, should we be having a more constructive conversation on the topic? Or is it like, is it okay to be, you know, sort of keeping it light and, and almost dark at the same time until... A decision needs to be made, and hopefully that decision never needs to be made. Yeah, right? no, I mean, I think it's okay. I, 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 I don't. I mean, I guess it depends. <laughs> Good. You have a fucking terrible <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I guess it depends how much space it's running in your head. You know, like how fucked up over it are you? I am... I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a six or seven out of a 10. Maybe Ooh. at some points during the day, I'm like an 11 out of a 10. Really? Oh, yeah. man, don't worry. It's going to be okay. I'm not worried. I'm fucking terrified. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. Who's going to let the bird out? I don't know. That's, I like jokingly. Who's going to pay for all these guns? It's funny because I'm saying I'm not letting it bother me. But then today when I was driving home from Max, like CYO, soccer game I, that's like what goes through my mind like not only am I so blessed and lucky to have this life because I can almost get on board with that like I lived a shitty life for many years I got this amazing life even if it's just for this like glimpse of time right 
Sure. Like how blessed am I? Like I, I do feel that. Like how I've gotten to have kids that are amazing and a husband that I love and who loves me. Like a lot of people don't ever get that in their whole lifetime. No, you're absolutely so right. So even if I only get it for a couple years, like that's pretty amazing, right? But that's not enough. It's, it's not, not enough for me. And then I'm driving home thinking like I can't. Not that Chris is incapable. I know he would rise to the occasion, but like my kids still need me. As I'm literally looking up a certified 2021 Porsche Cayenne. (laughs) (laughs) Is that going to help you cope? I will rise to the occasion, my love. (laughs) You know, like my kids still need me. And so does Chris. Believe it or not, as much as he shits on me, as much as he talks crap, Chris and I are a team without a doubt through and through and we without question need each other we support each other and quite honestly sobriety is an individual journey however I don't know if we'd be doing it as well if we weren't doing it together I know I agree with that wholeheartedly we always say that we are a team and when we are on the same page and in sync there is nothing that we cannot accomplish no, I'm just I, I'm not re- I'm not ready to to contemplate, although I am contemplating, so that's not the right word. Like I'm not ready to make those decisions. I am not ready to you know, selfishly like give this up. No. Who the fuck would want to? No, I know. And we don't live the Matthew Perry lifestyle with the 50 million dollar mansion, but fuck me, I love my life. Yeah. You know, what's interesting that I did think like I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping and praying that everything's actually fine and it's just going to be monitoring whatever. With the appropriate amount of pain meds, anal will be on the table. (laughs) It depends. What about a colostomy bag? That's like a thing. I can't even talk about that. I've been a nurse. I've heard stories. Oh, I know. Right. I'm all about it. But. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick, but I'm not that sick. You must not have ever had to clean them in your medic days. There's there's a line that I will not cross. (laughs) That's actually it. There's actually not a lot of lines that I won't cross, but that's one (laughs) that I will not cross. Do you want to know something really sick that I was thinking today, too, on the way home? Oh, please. As far as my vanity goes, like Mm. the one was very low, like rectal. And I'm actually thinking this in my mind today on the drive home. And I was like, if I need to have surgery, I am not willing at 38 years old to have a colostomy bag. And I know that sounds horrible, but I'm totally going to mom my surgeon, just like my mom did. And I'm going to shop them until someone says, oh, no, we could do this without. Yeah. And remember, we were giving your mother a tremendous amount of shit because like nine out of ten surgeons were like, no, I... I highly recommend a colostomy bag. And your mom, and again, I respect that because I'm about as vain as they come, was like, absolutely not. There will be no colostomy bag. And me, being the genuine asshole that I am, I'm looking up like colostomy bag covers that I can put my logo on. (laughs) But honestly, what the fuck? I mean, you think about practical things. Like, this is what I was thinking. This may have been the other day, like trying to fall asleep or whatever. Sure. I'm not like, I'm not willing to like, give up a sex life completely like i i just i couldn't imagine like and people do you know obviously you'd work around it i guess but like i was actually working through the logistics in my head oh don't you worry honey i would (laughs) fucking plow you until that colostomy bag explodes everywhere but like because then i would be like i literally fucked the shit out of her (laughs) But 
anyway. Well, check that box. So like these are the things that go through your mind. Now what's interesting is Chris texted me the other day. He's like, do I have a my chart? And I was like, I think so. Yeah, it got set up. And it, I, what I was really thinking like, was this a reality check for him too? Like a gut check? Like Fucking A right. I got to get some shit together. Yeah, like even JP was, excuse me, Auntie Gay P. We, you know, again, we didn't have like this long discussion about it, but we talked about it, you know, for 15, 20 minutes or something like that. And interestingly enough, I had reached out to him, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago about the Chantix because he has recently quit smoking, although he was smoking again this weekend. So I talked about Chantix. We talked about, you know, a, a hypnotherapist for smoking cessation. I think we may have talked about it on the podcast, but the last time I went to see the doctor, who's actually not a real doctor again, said I need a chest CT scan to yes. make sure that I don't have lung cancer. And it's not, I mean, again, like I, I love you to death, but here's the reality like we're not going to be alive forever it's unfortunate we've both lived some pretty unhealthy lifestyles mm -hmm. you know smoking drinking me with the drug addiction and the various you know, millions of women like i need to get my shit in order too yeah um and that goes for you as well because fuck dude like i could get hit by a bus tomorrow no it's true and, and like alice would be happy to cut you a check but she's not going to come babysit. No, because she's going to be like, I need my dogs. She may take Birdie, though. She would take Birdie. That's all I need from she's you, She's not Alice. taking the fucking grandkid, though. That's okay. She'd I like, can the, raise the kids. The child will touch the glass. I'm going to need to give away the dog. I live in a glass house. <laughs> um, but no, and so I was really glad. And again, we didn't talk about that then any further either. But in my mind, I was thinking that too. Like, good, he's going to get his shit together. Yeah. Because, like, this is, if anything, it's a gut check. It's, like, we got, yeah. we're not young people anymore. We are not. And we, you know, neglected our health for a really long time. I was proud of us for getting a primary care doctor right after Frankie was born. Because that's like something you do when you're fucking 23, not 40. I know. And Chris, like, <laughs> never followed through with the labs or any of the things. No, I'm like, labs are stupid. You're not a real doctor. Yeah. And so, you know, and I mean, she was nice because she took you back again and just gave you the same speech again. Serves me right. I've probably, you know, have lung cancer floating around in there somewhere. I know. But I, we've talked about this, like... Just get this CT scan. They can cut it out if it's early enough, you know? And it's it's certainly, it's not a fear thing because, again, like if I went to the doctor in two weeks, they did the chest x-ray, and they were like, hey, you have lung cancer. I would take a brief moment and then no shit look at the doctor and be like, well, yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah. Have you read my health history? I know. That actually, I, <laughs> I don't like to think, it's so funny because I was the one too that was like, you need to get the chest CT, like get it taken care of, blah, blah, blah. But then of course there's a part of me that's like, don't get the chest CT because I know that I, it's not going to be good and I don't really, you know, yeah. I'm not sure we can deal with that. But I do, like I appreciate you doing that. Like we're, we're young, healthy individuals. We may have lived a checkered pa past, but like- we we got our kids are freaking young. You know what I mean? Exactly. We have a lot of life that we got to go still. And this is uh, please don't take this the wrong way, but I love you to death and again I I would not be the person that I am today without you by my side. 
but this is no longer about you and I. And you know that because no, you had yeah. met, you know, 11 years ago. But on May 11th of 2020, it was no longer about me or Megan and I. It is everything is about that child. Yeah. Even again, if something happens to me tomorrow, are the right mechanisms in place to make sure that she has an education, a future, uh, a roof over her head, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, you know, that's kind of where I am recently. Yeah, which is good. I mean, it sucks to have to think about that, but it's like fucking responsibility. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't really suck to think about it. It's almost like it's like real estate. Like this is just a transaction, right? You know what, though? Think about it like this. How lucky are you today and how grateful are you to have something that you want to live for, like something that you don't want to lose? You have people in your life Mm -hmm. and not that you didn't have family and stuff like that before, but like six years ago, you wouldn't have cared if you lived or died. No, I, I spent the previous 20 years quite literally actively trying to kill myself. Now it's like I will fight tooth and nail to live because I have this amazing husband these two beautiful children that like i have reason to live and i it's only because of sobriety absolutely thus the gratitude yeah gay it got quiet upstairs so either they're both dead or um maybe she fell asleep Uh, she's having a rough one she had a great weekend she did have a good weekend she had fun. She loves antique AP. It literally warms <laughs> my heart. Who doesn't? I know, but it's so cute. You know cute. who does? The truckers. He would even walk away, and Frank would be like, gay pay, gay pay, because that one's like drama beyond belief. Oh, yeah. She's next level. She's your kid. I, I don't actually think that's it. I think I was saying what this else? the other day. I was like, she literally took the most dramatic parts of both of us, merged them together, and amplified them. Yep. She's something else. Fucking terrible. You know what I say about her all the time, though? That kid is literally going to change the world someday. It's going to be really hard to be her parents in the meantime. Or her husband or her her girlfriend. (laughs) I know, but you know. Or wife or whatever. We deserve the struggle, I guess. No, we certainly do. I tell people all the time. They're like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. And people that like know me know me. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're fucked, huh? Uh-huh. I'm like, that is without question the epitome <laughs> of karma child. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I always say that when you get a good picture of her where you just see those beautiful, insane eyes. I always say that if karma had eyes. And karma does. <laughs> I, I say that all the time. It's like making amends, you know? Kristen have to make amends to the 5,000 women, you know, that came before. 8,000. God just gave him a daughter. Yep. <laughs> it's the ultimate fuck you. <laughs> if the universe has a way of saying fuck you, it's it's Frankie. <laughs> as soon as we got pregnant with her, everyone's like, what do you think it's going to be? He's like, I already know it's a girl. Oh, yeah. I, it's a, Oh, it's of course it's a girl. <laughs> I don't need a DNA test or anything. Like, yeah. it's a girl. We don't need to see that ultrasound. I know the answer. A fucking terror. <laughs> Done. Uh, All right, darling. Let's go check to make sure our things are still alive. <laughs> and the house is still standing above us. Uh, well, we would know if the house wasn't standing, <laughs> darling. We're in the basement. <laughs> Say goodnight. Goodnight. I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Cut off your pet's privates. And please, if you are struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, 
ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.